Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I haven't met too many players that are architects yet, so uh, we're not not opposed to player feedback. But uh, look, we do look at kind of you know what are the benchmarks you know around the country, what what you know what do players need to be successful these days. So, uh, we, to be honest with you, um, we're not as deep into the let's say assessment of this facility as we are into the stadium. But that will come. You know, we we still have I think it's six or seven years left on our lease here, so. You know, we'll work with UPMC and, and, you know, try to start to see where we go here. But, you know, there's still still a way, ways to go, I think, to, to get into this facility in a big way. So that's Art Rooney II in his sort of State of the Steelers address that he had with local media. He was asked about the facility because last year he and the Steelers graded out really poorly in the NFL Players Association report card. Here's where they came in. In all of the grades. If you haven't heard us talk about it yesterday, the other shows were able to. We So you might know where they graded. But I just want to make sure we get everybody up to speed. Treatment of families. As graded by the players in the locker room. F minus. I didn't know you could go below an F, Dorian. Mm, man. What's the letter after F? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. G. They really got a G if you're getting an F minus. Can you ever think about the order of the alphabet without doing the alphabet, by the way? Yes. I can't. Except for like M N and O. Something it's right M N L O P? Yeah. I cannot think of where letters are in the alphabet unless I say the alphabet quietly to myself. Mm-hmm. If I ever got pulled over on suspicion of DUI, if I was stone sober, which I would be because I'm not driving drunk, and they told me to do the alphabet backwards, just lock me up. Can't do that sober. Can barely walk a straight line sober. Yeah, I don't think I could do that sober. No, that's ridiculous. No. Z. X. Y. W. Z, Y, X, W, V, something, something. Oh, See, that's where we, I yeah, think yeah. that's where everybody falls <laughs> off. Right. That is a bad sobriety check. 
We're calling you out, police officers of America. Find another way to determine if people are intoxicated. Because we can't say the alphabet backwards. Anyway, treatment of families, F-. minus. Food and cafeteria, B-, minus, which I would argue with. Because I've had a lot of meals there. With the media, their food is outstanding. Mm-hmm. B-. minus. Nutrition, dietitian, D. Hmm. Locker room, F. Training room, D+. Plus. Training staff, C. Weight room, C. Strength coaches, B+. Plus. Team travel, D. Head coach, A, which we'll get to in the second segment. Ownership, F. 31st out of all 32 owners as graded by the players, Doran. Real quick, what was the highest grade by area outside of Tomlin, outside of head coach? Strength coach, B+. Plus. Food they, cafeteria, B-. minus. B+, plus strength coach, and they just fired their strength, strength staff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to get that out there. But go ahead. We heard that clip from Rooney coming in, and he said, I've yet to see a player who's an architect. Buddy, that is a bad soundbite. Coming off of the grade last year, now the grade this year, and you go back and you hear that, haven't met a player who's an architect. Dude sounds like he's not taking it seriously. This is not college football. I get that. You don't necessarily need to sell your facilities to get players to come here. I'm sure some players factor that in. You could speak to that way better than I can, Doran. But this is something that is graded. This is something that is still important to players. And it doesn't sound to me like Art Rooney II takes that seriously at all when he's saying, I've yet to meet a player who's an architect. Well, I, I will say this. And, you know, being on the other side back in, what, 2006 to 2010, 2009-ish, um, our side was always better than the Steelers side. And back then, our side was kind of, it wasn't even great. Like, we had a TV, we had some nasty little couches, and we had some, you know, wooden lockers. So it's not like it is now. They have wooden lockers there still, man. They're, they're still there. And we would, we would go over there every once in a while to use some of the things. If something was being worked on on the pit side, we'd be able to use the Steelers stuff. So I've obviously been in the Steelers locker room and throughout the whole building a bunch of times. We shared a cafeteria with them back then, too. What I was told by... Guys like Heinz Ward, guys like Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor. I remember asking them and looking around and be like, how come you guys have a ping pong table and that's it in your locker room? You don't even have a TV? Like, your lockers are older than ours. I'm like, you guys are the Pittsburgh Steelers. And every, every one of those guys told me, we don't need amenities. We don't need the upgrade. We don't need the flashy stuff. This isn't college because you know what? We're the Pittsburgh Steelers and we win. And if you come here, you're a part of the winning culture. And – we don't need to sell anything but those damn trophies upstairs. <laughs> and I always used to be like, wow. You know, like, no frills, just winning. Man, what? Like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. I feel like that that's, this, that's the same type of uh, thought process they still have, except for one thing is missing. No winning. Mm-hmm. They haven't won. Been seven years without a playoff victory, and the facilities are bad. And I don't know how much we can make out of the facilities are bad and hey they don't have daycare it's not a good look makes them look I mean, cheap Crowley look you know at the end of the day you have the Pittsburgh Steelers and it's one of the biggest uh sports franchises in in the country it's one of the flagship franchises in North American sports and they share a facility with a college team yeah it's not good like that 
Like, if I were a player, like, none of the glitz and glamour stuff would really matter. I would want to be comfortable. I would want to be and go to a place of work every day where I'm going to spend most of my time and be comfortable and make sure the food is good. But I walk into the building and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they share with Pitt. And their facilities are nowhere near as nice as Pitt's. Not even close. Because we've been in both. Pitt's is far and away nicer. Oh, it's like 100 times nicer now. The Steelers are the same exact... Same exact almost, except for the weight room, than it was when I was there 15 years ago. Yeah, it's not all that different. They they did do some changes with the media room, and they gave it to the offensive linemen. They wanted to give the, the team you know, different meeting rooms where they could put their feet up, and they could do their film study, yada, yada, yada. But you'll, you'll find across the country, like Alabama's facilities are nicer than any NFL facilities. It's the juxtaposition of Pitt, which is a Power 5 program, but not one of the power brokers in the sport. The juxtaposition of that, stapled literally to the Steelers' facility, that makes it look so bad. And I heard Caboli yesterday say, well, look, what do you expect them to do? They can't expand. They're attached to Pitt. Did the adults in the room not agree to that? Did Pitt expand? Did Pitt upgrade? Pitt upgraded, yes, hmm. absolutely. That's interesting. Why can't the Steelers do that? The Steelers could no doubt upgrade. I don't know how much legitimate expansion could happen, but that argument falls on deaf ears to me. They made the agreement with Pitt. Yeah. They made the agreement with UPMC. It was their decision to share facilities. Yeah. Like You can't sweep that under the rug. Well, they can't do anything because they have this agreement with Pitt. Who made the agreement? Come on, people. It's a bad look, but... Here's where it's really bad for me, Doran. You should want to keep up with the Joneses as it relates to training staff and training room and strength coach and strength, anything that has to do with nutrition. Hey, you want to be on an even playing field with your competitors. Recovery is massive. Mm-hmm. And if they were graded D plus in training room, they were graded D in nutritionist and dietitian. You're not playing on an even playing field with the franchises that are graded highly in that regard. Recovery, strength, that matters. That matters yes, it does. big time. Yes, it does. Because every team's playing under the same salary cap, right? And every team in the league, for the most part, is going to spend to that salary cap. The, the, the playing field is equal that way. Mm-hmm. You need to find little ways to either keep up or little ways to put yourself ahead of the pack. And for training room and nutrition and dietitian to be D plus and D, when all you need to do is spend a little bit more money there, it's unforgivable that they don't. I mean, that's that's the root of this conversation, really, is that they're just not willing to spend money. I mean, that's why you get into – that's why, yeah, 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 you know, you get into a lease or whatever with – uh a roommate <laughs> you know like whenever you're younger and you're in college it's like oh i need to get some roommates so i could cut down the cost right that's what the, that's what the steelers did with Pitt, and they're not they 20 some years ago they weren't willing to pay the the amount of money for that building to be there so they wanted to find a way to cut costs they find a way to cut costs they don't have a sauna they don't have a steam room i don't know any How NFL. That happen? i don't know any nfl team that doesn't have that and you know what a texter brings up a really good point at 412-928-9370 the text line brought to you by edgar snyder and associates a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you they just made this agreement with acrisure that money doesn't go into the salary cap no it goes for stuff like this yes 
Yes, and rightly or wrongly, you make the call here, listeners, at 412-928-9370. The thought about Art Rooney II is that he's cheap. That's the thought. They'll spend to the cap. They'll try to win. I will not begrudge them for always trying to win, always going for it, really thinking every year that they can be a contender, and we've seen that they've never bottomed out. You can disagree with the methods and whether that's the smart thing to do, but I think we can all say, you know what, they do try to win. This is the kind of stuff, though, the little things that really add up that matter. Your coaching staff routinely being one of the smallest in the NFL, when you've got money to spend, is maybe not even a little thing, a big thing that matters. They don't go above and beyond. Mm -mm. And I would think outside of Pittsburgh, that perception would be totally different nationally. I would think that people nationally would believe, oh, Art Rooney II, the Steelers, oh, they take care of their guy. Right. Clearly not the case. Not when you talk to the players. And then, Doran, it just brings into question the job that Art Rooney II has done since he's, to- he, since he's took over. And for me, there's been way, way, way too much stagnation. I don't think, and this might not be fair, but I don't care. I don't think Dan Rooney would have been sitting idly by and just allowed this franchise to go seven years without winning a playoff game. I don't think Dan Rooney would have sat idly by and watched this team give up 48, 45, 45, 31 points in playoff games, and nary a change is made. I don't think he would be sitting on his hands, and I think that's a valid criticism of Art, too, is that he's kind of a passenger in this whole thing. He's ball-watching. And so I've I've had the, you know, the time and, and experience of being around businesses that have been ran like the Steelers, and just knowing the Steelers as well, and being a family business and being passed down. And usually whenever it gets passed down a generation to the second generation, the second generation usually is like, okay, like, you know, this is what I want to do because this is how I was born. This is what, you know, my dad or my mom did. I was at work with them every day. This is what I want to do. But that third generation is, "Eh, do I really want to do this or is it just something that I have to do? Is it something I have to do? Because, you know, what? I have passion, I have passion for my family and my name. My job is really just to keep this afloat. Like, this isn't really what I want to do. If this was really what Art wanted to do, why would he become a lawyer? You know, I mean, well, I unless think, he thought that that would help with this, which what, I could in see. What, in what way? I think being a financial lawyer would have massive benefits. Or in being, being around his dad become. and being around his grandfather. I think that that would help more. It would help more, no doubt what, about what, that. What's, what's, what's Danny the son? What did, is he a lawyer? No, he just was around and he did every single thing. Like, he's going to be the next president. He's going to be the next owner, obviously. I, I just think that... In Art's mind, it's like, hey, like, let's not mess this up. Instead of like, hey, this is what I actually want to do. This is what my passion is for. It seems like he believes in the key tenets of what has made this franchise great, but almost to a fault. Like consistency, continuity. My dad didn't fire coaches. The chief thought highly of continuity, yada, yada, yada. And he's almost unflinching now to a fault. Like, you can't just be continuity guy and expect that it's going to yield the same results that it did back in the day. Mm -mm. When you are in the quagmire of mediocrity that they've been in now for seven years and really longer if you think about it, maybe I'm just deifying him, 
I don't think Dan would have sat here and said, nope, everything's good, it's fine, bring Tomlin back, he can hire whoever he wants on the staff. Changes, in my he, opinion, he would have He wanted to win. He cared about football. That's kind of what I'm trying to, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he cared because he was with his dad every single, like, this was something that he wanted to do. He had a passion for it. I don't know if Art has a passion for it. I think he wants to win, but I think he is more concerned right now with we don't want to be the laughing stock, we don't want to bottom out. I think he's more concerned with let's just keep things even, whereas Dan wanted to, That's not win, to win championships. It's just a different, a different definition of it, and it's a bad definition of it. I agree with you, but I think he would argue, yeah, we want to win. We haven't had a losing season since 2003. But, I mean, if there's anybody that says the standard is the standard, the standard was set long, long time ago, and that was in your family. Why wouldn't you want to meet that standard? I agree. The standard is different now under this owner. There's no question about that. There's none. You can comment, 412-928-9370. Texter, don't think Asana's going to get you a playoff win. That's not the point. The point is there are little things right. that you can do that are going to help, like nutrition, like weight room. You're also going to keep your players happier, happier, and you've got money to spend. But really, this has just led us down a rabbit hole to talk about Art Rooney the second overall. Yeah, having Asana doesn't mean no. that you're all of a sudden, oh, wow, Kenny Pick was in the sauna for 30 minutes yesterday. He's better than Patrick Mahomes. It's just a jumping off point. It's, it's, it's like having an iPhone 7 and everybody else has a 15. It's like you got to get a 15. Keep up with the damn Joneses. Right. Turn over every possible stone. And then here's the other thing. When the Players Association, when your players last year grade you poorly, I don't care if it, I don't care if it actually matters at all in the bottom line of winning or losing. Your players are saying, our working conditions aren't good enough, and you've now done nothing. That's an awful, awful sign. It's 614. Time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. You can tweet us. Brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. You can comment on all that. We said a lot. 412-928-9370. We're going to talk to you coming up next. But also, we kill Rooney for the bad grades. Someone got a good grade, and no one is seemingly talking about that. Why? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Texter, and I knew we'd get some of these today. Fan Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Texter says, these are millionaire athletes. They don't need to be coddled. Blah, 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 blah. We're talking about owners being graded here, people. Yeah. Owners who are making and have billions of dollars. Why do fans, some fans, relate more with the owner than the players? I don't know. It is always baffling to me. It's baffling to me, Doran. These guys are billionaires, and they can't shell out a couple extra million to make sure that the players have amenities. And here's the other thing, real quick, I'm sorry. Not all these players are bajillionaires. The collective bargaining agreement is as important for things like the franchise tag as it is for, like, the practice squad, expanding the practice squad, things of that nature. There are guys who are going to make the NFL, play for three years, make their nut, probably make more money than than at any other point in their lives in those three years, who are also risking CTE, their bodies being maimed, never being the same people whenever they get out into the real world, that are going to do things like work in finance. Mason Rudolph said it this year that he was thinking about a career outside of football if things hadn't gone differently. You're looking at him. I'm looking at you. Yeah, literally the the example. Do you I mean, not, not have to make your life your living now doing yeah. something else? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, this is not for uh, you know anybody to feel sorry. Like I mean, we don't feel sorry. It's just the situation. And like, look, like guys, like this was a survey. There wasn't you know a plethora of players that come out and say the Steelers facilities stink, the Steelers uh, ownership stinks. No, they were asked a question in an honest assessment on what's going on. Right. We all and get surveys bad. at work. Right. Right. They're still going to show up. That is a wonderful point, Doran. This wasn't the players passing around a petition right. going, we don't have daycare for a reasonable cost. Oh, boo-hoo us. Oh, our training staff sucks. Oh, our training room's bad. Oh, we hate the owner. No, Mm-mm. every team fills these out. We have them at work every year. Our boss will send us an email. Hey, anonymous survey. How are the working conditions? How's everything going? I'm sure it happens everywhere. But... The things I'll write in that, actually, I wrote a lot of good things, but the things I'll write in that, it's not like I'm walking around the office every day going, oh, God, Jesus, woe is me. This sucks. That sucks. Why is the water fountain water pressure so bad? God, the vending machine. No, I don't do that. None of us do that. Mm -mm. But you are asked a specific set of questions in these surveys, and you answer them honestly, and every team had to do this, and ownership was 31st for the Steelers. 31st. One of the little discussed things, though, over the last 24 hours to come out of this, though, was Tomlin got an A. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. No. If we're going to put so much stock in this to where we're going to crush the franchise and tear down the owner, don't you have to give a little kudos to Mike Tomlin for getting an A? He was fifth in the NFL out of all the coaches. A. Now, that has nothing to do with winning. I do think there's a little bit of... We like the guy. Yes. Doesn't mean he's a great coach. Doesn't mean that he's done a good job these last seven years. But you like the guy. That's that's what I take from that. Like, I, I think about all the coaches that I've had. And, you know, I think about Ken Wisenhunt and I think about Jim Schwartz when I was in Detroit. Like, I would have given them an A and we didn't win a lick. We didn't win anything. But the day-to-day structure and how he handled it and, you know, you know, coming into a meeting sometimes, it's like, okay, we're just in helmets today. Like, little things like that instead of full pads. Like, 
th- that's why you give somebody like Mike Tomlin an A, and everybody says he's a player's coach, and in a way he is, but he he takes care of the players that are there, and that's why he gets an A, even though it's not about really winning. It's about how do I walk into work and how do I feel? Like when we walk into work and we get and we just talked about it, we get to talk to Craig, and sometimes we talk about work, sometimes we just BS. Like those are the little things. Those are the things that reason why that Mike Tomlin gets A's and the reason why I guess people even on the national stage talk about him the way they do is those little things. And you, you, can, you can grade that way without looking at the wins or losses. Yes, and, and that's, that's the line that, that I'm trying to walk here in my discussion of it. Like, just because they give Tomlin an A doesn't mean that they necessarily agree with all of his coaching practices and his game plans <laughs> and schematics, and who's playing when maybe they think another guy should be playing. But from what I've read, and one of the NFLPA guys was asked about this yesterday, Like it's about Mike Tomlin being approachable. You can talk to him. He is a player's coach. I think that gets thrown around sometimes as a pejorative. I don't ever look at that as a bad thing, especially with the times now. Like you need to be able to relate to young people. He's been in the league now for a decade and a half plus, and he's still able to relate to young players. That should be a good thing. Now, there are exceptions, obviously, and we talked about them all of this year. Yeah. But he's popular with his players because they view him maybe not quite as an equal or as a peer, but as somebody that's going to give them the time of day. Yes. And that's different from, oh, this is a coach that we know, we trust implicitly everything he's going to tell us as it relates to football. Those are different things. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think he's done a good enough job the last seven years, but it it doesn't mean he wouldn't be popular with the players. Mm-hmm. Like There are teachers that I loved because they treated me well and with respect, but I didn't necessarily agree with their methods. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's where it comes down for Tomlin. 412-928-9370. You can get in on this conversation. Jeff Hathorn, we're going to talk to him about this coming up at 735 on the Fan Hotline, presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing, an HVAC provider for over 50 years. Up next, we're going to continue to look at these Steelers' grades, and we're going to talk about what we were able to do in high school, in college, with our grades. Callis, are you ready for this? You're coming You're coming out with your GPA, baby, when we come back. Because there was one class in college and in high school I never got higher than a D in Doran. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, some more added context to the NFLPA player survey. Mike Tomlin graded out so highly, Doran, because of his allotment of time he gives the players for certain things, like his use of time. They think he manages time well, Mm -hmm. which is ironic because I think he's really bad at managing the clock at the end of football games. That's neither here nor there. The other thing was Mike Tomlin was very willing, quote-unquote, to listen to the locker room, ranking ninth best in the league in that area. So those are the areas where Tomlin graded high. They also graded okay with strength and conditioning, with uh, their their strength coach getting a B-plus, but now, now he's gone. <laughs> they got rid of those guys. And then you got stuff like this. I'm going to go on a soapbox just for a second here. Doran, if you don't mind. So NFLPA president J.C. Treader says that the Chiefs owner Clark Hunt was the lowest graded NFL owner because there was a lack of follow-through on a promise. He said last offseason that that offseason, the Chiefs were going to get a brand-new locker room. And then that didn't happen. He said it was going to happen, and then it didn't happen. And his excuse was, well, we didn't have enough time in the offseason because we played so late because we had the Super Bowl. I don't know that that's legitimate or not. I feel like you can get it done. But you got guys like Dulac, and Dulac's come under fire on this show in the last couple of days. He quote tweeted that J.C. Treader quote and said, shame on those insensitive cheap chiefs not fixing the locker room at the expense of building a three-time Super Bowl champion. Bastards. Those things are not mutually freaking exclusive, dweebs. They're not. You can give amenities to the players because you're a billionaire owner Mm -hmm. and still win. In fact, the goal for every owner should be to give your players state-of-the-art equipment every single year and to also win. Fans don't care. Fans want to see their team win. Yeah. Chiefs fans are happy. Chiefs fans probably read this and don't give a rat's ass. Nope. I get that from a fan's perspective. But when media are taking up for these owners, well, they build a champion. That's where they poured their money into. They've got enough money for both. You know, Pirates ownership just came under fire in that athletic piece. Well, the amenities aren't great. It's either this or that. It's either $8 million for the facility or it's $8 million for the payroll. Well, they've got enough money to do both. The Steelers have enough money to do both. The Chiefs have enough money to do both. way I see it, there's no excuse to not have state-of-the-art stuff for every team in the NFL. No excuse. It's not mutually exclusive. No. Like, one does not mean you can't do the other. And when you promise something, follow through. What are you, a politician? Yeah. Like, you say it's going to happen, it should happen. And if not, then you deserve criticism for lying. That's what that is. That's a lie. We're going to do it. Now we don't. That's a lie. But we're going to take up for the billionaire owners. 
You know, people look at these at these players. Oh, they're they're millionaires. These players get to play football for their livelihoods. These owners wipe their butts with fifty dollar bills. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's very interesting to me because I know how people like that think, and they don't want to be one-upped. And whenever you have somebody like Jerry Jones building a stadium like he did, you saw a, a portion of owners like, oh, man, I can't let Jerry do that. Well, you know, L.A., we got to build a new stadium. In Minnesota, we got to build a new stadium. Buffalo's about to build a new stadium. And then there's the, one, there's the owners that are like, eh, we don't care. It's usually you keep up or you try to one-up each other because you can't because you had the money because you could just do whatever you want. You know, we've had this conversation before. Tax taxpayers are going to fund these stadiums because that's the way it's been, and yep. so it just happens. But every single one of these owners has the the capital, and with their minority ownership groups, they have the money yes. to be able to pay for these stadiums. Yes, they do. Even I mean, stadium. We're talking now. Now I mean, millions 20, and millions and millions of dollars. And then and then and let's get. I mean, lower scale. What the, this article is really about. Or this, you know, NFLPA thing is about is you know just upgrades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's just up- like I mean, it's not. We're not talking a billion dollar stadium. We're like, talking about fifteen million dollar upgrade. Right. Cam Hayward should not have the same locker today that he had back then. And he does. Like and, literally does. And the the childcare thing too. You know, people say they these players can afford to pay the going rate for childcare that the Steelers are charging. So can the Steelers. Mm-hmm. The Steelers can make it more affordable. In other places in the league, it's more affordable. I'm not comparing, we're not comparing the Pittsburgh Steelers to other business. We are comparing them to their peers, to the other 31 franchises in the NFL, and they're not picking up their end of the bargain. All right, switching gears momentarily. As we're looking at the NFL Players Association grades for the Pittsburgh Steelers, what's the worst grade you ever got? What class? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, I've gotten the worst grade in probably every class but gym. You were good at gym, huh? That was decent. Best sport. Dodgeball. Oh, man. Dodgeball. I can't imagine being on the other side of a Doran Dickerson rubber ball. They used to. Friggin' rocket launcher. So, I mean, it got to a point in high school when I was like a junior and senior in high school. Like, I didn't have to partake in gym class because it was kind of pointless, right? But what the gym teachers used to do was call me out of other classes if they had a student um, not wanting to partake in gym class. And we'd have dodgeball, and I would play to take care of the student. And then I would say, sorry, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I would have gym teachers call me out of class and be like, yeah, this student's acting up. We're going to play some dodgeball. Come on, I need you on the other team. I would have loved to compete athletically with you in my prime in high school, Doran. No, you would not. Sure I would. Nope. I think it'd be fun. That's one of the weirder things I've ever heard yeah. said on this air. You think you would have kept up? Were no, you a, but Were you I a gym class hero? Just because it would have been. Yeah, I was. I was. I always tried so hard in gym because I wasn't blessed athletically. That I was actually pretty good there, because mm-hmm. I would I'd go, I'd dive for balls and softball and crap like that. Mm-hmm. No, when I say fun, I don't mean that I would have succeeded more often than not. I just meant it would have been fun. That's all. Hmm. Do you know what I got my worst grade in? There are oh. two. College was different than high school. Mm. Like a, a, a specific class, English. I I did okay in English. When I would apply myself. That was math, my problem. Definitely math. Math, I took one math class in college because I hated it so much. You didn't have to take more? Mm-mm. I had to take a journalism statistics class. I might have had to take one more, like a 101 kind of deal. Right. I avoided math at all costs. So I did. I tried to, too. But I, that was one where you had to apply yourself or you get terribly embarrassed. So I would get, like, C's in math. 
Everything else I didn't do is great. My parents will kill me to this day because I probably could have gotten scholarships because I do think I'm smart enough, but I just didn't apply myself. I routinely got D's in Spanish. Well, that's that's uh, conjugating that's verbs. That's understandable. That's hard. Yes, yeah, so it's a whole different language. That Spanish. That's understandable. I had a class. The guy at Mount Lebanon High School. His name we called him Don Ho. I don't know what Don means in Spanish, but I think it's a term of endearment. I think it's a term for respect. I think it means, yeah, Don. Oh, <laughs> it tells you why I got a D in Spanish. I acted out in that class. I feel bad about it to this day. I was very insecure early on in high school. I acted out in that class, making people laugh, and I just bombed. And then the other one, in college, freshman year, you got to take this university library online course. So every Thursday night, you had to write up some library crap. Thursday night online. Well, it was Thirsty Thursdays. Bad time. Doran, four times. I had to retake that class. Really? Four. Because it was due Thursday nights. I had other things on my mind, like girls and beer and getting fat. I feel like college was easier school-wise than high school. You just have freedom to have fun, and then... They treated you more like... You're an adult. Yeah, as your professional. Like, I could negotiate. Like, that's what I was telling you when we were doing the show. I was like, I, met, I saw a couple of my teachers about a, about a year ago, and they are like, yeah, you, you struggled in high school with school. And I'm like... Well, I knew that I didn't have to really do as much, and I didn't really care for school because I was an athlete and I had, you know, charisma, and I knew that if I was nice and did some certain things, that you know, it would be, you know, I would pass. It'd be okay. You'd and pass. I feel like in college, like it was kind of the same way. It was like, you know, you negotiate. It's like, hey, you know, I can't make it. I got practice. I'm sorry. How about I go do this instead of you know actually making it to this, uh, you know, extra study session if I could get credit for there. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that. Works. Yeah, why not? Yeah, as long as you do it. Yeah, Mr. All American Tight End, yeah. go on. I guess a little different. Oops. Well, for me, I was failing my English class senior year because I didn't read the books, half-assed the papers off of Spark Notes, and I had a teacher, Mr. Miss Lifchick, I hope I'm not getting him in trouble if he's still at Mount Lebanon High School, who like two weeks before the end of term said, you're going to fail and not be able to leave here. Write a paper on X, and I'll give you extra credit if it's good enough, and I'll bump you up to a D so you pass, and that's what happened. But you have never met a lazier person on the face of the earth than me, senior year. There's a total line in the sand. Grades were okay. I got into West Virginia, accepted, did nothing the rest of the year. Just total half assery. Oh, my. Would show up late, would never go to class. Yeah. If you're driving your kids to school right now, <laughs> tell them to not be like me. Me too. Tell them to be like Dorn. Mm. Feed them their spinach. <laughs> Coming up next. The most perfect thing in sports may soon change, and it drives me up a wall. And then something that did just change might change again before we ever see the actual change take place. Does that make sense? It will when you hear our next segment. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Route 19, and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Richard Lewis passed away yesterday. I saw that. I had an interaction with him. Really? Yes. When? I'll tell you about it a little bit later on in the okay. show. Because I think we could also do best celebrity interactions that we've had. You've probably had more than me. But I'll tell the people about my my conversation. I'll be a brief with Richard Lewis. How about that? Mm-hmm. I like that. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. And this is going to sound insensitive, but it's a segue R.I.P. to the NCAA tournament. The way that we know it. There is 
there are some legs to NCAA tournament expansion. I saw Joe Lenardi, who I've said, don't kill Joe Lenardi. He's just passing along the metrics. Well, you can kill Joe Lenardi for this. He wants to expand the tournament to 80 teams. No, no. And he says expand it to 80 because there's that push to expand it up over 100. And he says, well, this is the lesser of two evils. Can we not be smart enough to just keep it the way that it is? Why are you so against it? Because I think it's hard to get into the tournament. Look at Pitt. Pitt's a good basketball team. You can't convince me otherwise. I don't care if they get in or not. They're 18-10. and 10. They've got a good conference record. They have great wins on the road. They pass my eye test. They've got one of the best players in the country. It's hard, though, to get in. It is. And that's great. Last year, West Virginia was riding the bubble. Pitt was riding the bubble. Those were good basketball teams. And I think the best version of an NCAA tournament is, unfortunately, when good teams get left out. That means you've got a strong field. I think the NCAA tournament, as presently constructed, is the most perfect thing in sports. See, like, I, I, I would be the opposite. Like, there's some good teams that get left out that should be in the tournament that could probably be, you, make a splash. You've got to make it hard. You've got to make it hard. And I, some people say that the regular season in college basketball doesn't mean much. People don't even start paying attention unless you're a big, hardcore fan until after football's over. If you expand it to 80 teams, if you expand it to 115 or whatever it is, the, the, the proposal, the regular season really means jack crap. You think about the next four out there in, the next, next four out there in, the next, next, next four out there in. The bubble's going to be teams that are like 17 and 15 then. I just, I, I'm not here for that. What, what is so wrong with the current format? We're going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to gamble on it. The entire country is going to gamble on it. Productivity falls by the wayside for businesses all throughout the country. People line up to get vasectomies during the NCAA tournament because it's wonderful. The only reason it's going to change is because TV knows that there's dollars there and you want more inventory and you know it's going to draw eyeballs. Going to 80 teams is just such a bridge too far for me. I guess what I would change is, like, I would only... If you're a conference champion in a smaller school, yeah. I don't think you should ha- you should be part of, the, like, the first four or stuff like that or have play-in games. Like, I guess I could... Be okay with changing that. But mm-hmm. expansion to me is a non-starter. And then the college football playoff. It's going to go up to 12 teams this year. Well, now, according to Ross Dellinger, who's super tapped in with Yahoo Sports, he reports that a 14-team playoff now is in the works with three automatic qualifiers to the Big Ten and the SEC, two automatic qualifiers for the Big 12 and the ACC, and then one automatic qualifier to group of five plus three at large. We concocted this scenario before the show. Yep. Let's say Pitt and Wake Forest hmm, are playing in the ACC championship game. If there's two automatic qualifiers, are we going to see those teams sit? Would Kenny Pickett have sat in the ACC championship? I don't know. Not because he would want to, but maybe because the coaching staff would say, hey, listen, we're already in the, the big field. Who cares about an ACC championship? I think it would vary from school to school. Like if West Virginia and Kansas met, but both teams were automatically into the Big Twelve, into the to the NCAA, uh, the the college football playoff, you might rest guys. Because mm-hmm. what's more important, a national championship or a conference championship? Well, if that were the case, tell me if this sounds dumb. I don't know. I just made this up in my head. If that were the case, and 
you had a team that had a better record and both were in the ACC championship game and one team was, you know, significantly better than the other, that one team that is better gets to buy and then the third team plays the ACC championship game to see if they can get into the playoffs. You know what? That is a good point. If you won the, if you won the ACC, you would then get a, you would get a buy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's but a you good win. point. You win now. It's like okay, the ACC championship game is to go to the okay. playoffs. That that that's that's legit. That that would be a, a fine incentive is to get to skip out on an opening round game. Yeah, that is. I just think we're getting to a place where if you want to expand the NCAA tournament to eighty teams, it's everybody gets a trophy society. It's far too easy. And now, I, I we, we all agree that the fourteen playoff in college football is not good, but. Ha- how many teams we got to add there than devaluing the regular season? Like, expansion, 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 expansion. And you know what, Doran? It's not for the betterment of the game. It's, yeah. it's for television. Right. Yes. Like, if, if, if you told me that all of these athletic directors and all these executives got in a room and they thought it advanced the sport and it was for the betterment of the sport, you might be able to convince me expansion's good in both cases. If they could make a compelling argument that this is good for the sport. Is anything good for the sport anymore? It's all about TV. Conference realignment's all about TV. NIL. NIL, good, that, good for the players. Good for the, is it good for the sport? It's, it's, I'll say this about NIL. It's the first good thing for the players, so I'm willing to be okay with the chaos it's caused for college football okay. because everything else about college football right now is all about lining the pockets of, of people who are already rich. Mm-hmm. And the players... It was unpaid labor. There's a lot that they got. They got scholarships. You you were there. You benefited from that. That's great. But you were bringing in millions of dollars. You were putting butts in seats. People go to Alabama because they've won national championships, right? Like, enrollment goes up in schools when they win. They make money off of this. The players should get more than just a scholarship. So I'm actually – NIL I don't think is good for the game. It's for good you. for the players. It's and good I, for the players. I can make my peace with that. Okay. You don't like it? No, I, I I agree, but I mean, for the sport, I don't think that anything is good for the sport anymore. I think that's all out the window. Yeah. So now that it's out the window, it's opened up the window, and you could just do whatever you please to please whoever you need to please, and that's the people who are making the most money. Yeah. So like now, like the floodgates are open. So it's like, okay, let's just do whatever we got to do to, you know, everything's on the table. Co- collegiate sports. Who cares e- about the sport? You go back, dude, in, in 20 years, and that might even be too far, 10 years from now. College football, college basketball are going to be unrecognizable versus in 2010. Unrecognizable. Totally different. Yeah. Coming up next, Mike Florio. He's doing his rounds at the NFL Scouting Combine, doing some legwork. I burp. Sorry. And what he's found is some information on the Steelers quarterback situation. We'll get to that coming up next. But first, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 